Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dachi Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyanu Kokraba. Now on today's message. And somebody who will go to heaven one day say Amen. God bless you. Please sit on top of your enemies. I think we are celebrating Basanta Sundays, you know, so I want us to clap specially for everybody who has ministered powerfully. The clapping, help you do I say, is an old type of clapping. Let's clap a modern clap. An American clap. A going to America clap. A sitting in an aeroplane club. A momo in your account club. I don't know, but a momo in your account club. A thousand dollar in your money in your club. Those who are clapping, may something happen to you. It's only something good. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat. I'm preaching. For a short time, I believe. I want to try and then because we are still to hear some illustrations. And also, according to the program, what do we have? Film stars will come again. Like if some few minutes, singing stars will come for a short time and dancing stars will end it. Something like that. Tell your neighbor today we are here. Those who are not saying something, one of your teeth is about to fall. Tell your neighbor today we are here. And tell your neighbor here we slung. Catch on your tongue and say, here we slung. Some of you, your English is too nina. How many, how many did BEC exam this past week? Let me prophesy over you. Father, all our people who did BEC, even those who didn't sit up. Those who aren't sure whether what they have written will work. I stand in as your servant and I pray that favor will be their portion. And may they be surprised with their results in the name of Jesus. Even those who are sitting now, your amen can help them. In, you know, in my time, in my time, we used not to do JHS. We used to do ordinary level. And A level. When I did my exam and I did my A level, my results came. There was somebody who was working in Waik. So I went to see the person. The person gave me my results around 6.30 in the evening. When I saw the results, I just <laughs> started crying because I was shocked. What I asked God for is what he gave me. Wow. Yes. Exactly. Wow. And I was one of those who topped in geography in Ghana. I had ninety. I, I hear I had ninety nine point seven percent. By the grace, by the grace. So sometimes it's God. Even those who missed, I hear you miss. Some of you missed something and all those things. That something, something, something. There's a way God has a way of. Sometimes 
By the time you realize the examiner has put something for you when you don't deserve. So lift up your right hand and say, I receive favor in the name of Jesus. And please take your seat. So today I'm talking about work for the Lord. When I say work for the Lord, somebody say all day long. Work for the Lord. I can't hear you. Work for the Lord. I can't hear you. Work for the Lord. I can't hear you. Work for the Lord. Yeah. Everybody here, you are young. Even if you are 70 years, you are young. One of the reasons why you will live long is because you are going to work for the Lord. Psalm 118 verse 17. I'm starting from there. I'll read Psalm 118 17, 1 Corinthians 15 58, Revelation 2 3, and then I come back to Nehemiah and I finish. All within 40 minutes. So, those who are working with me, faster. Can we read it together? Ready, go. No, just go straight to the scripture. Ready, go. Wait, wait. I shall not what? I can't hear you. I shall not what? Those who don't say so, if you die, I will not be surprised. I cannot what? Okay, have you seen there's a comma there? But what? And do what? So the reason why you shall not die but live is so that you declare the works of the Lord. So if you are not ready to declare the works of the Lord, there is no reason why you should live. So when you see people who are dying, usually it's because they have not been declaring the work of the Lord. That is why Statistics and history shows that those who are working for the Lord, especially winning souls, evangelists, they live longer. All evangelists that I know of die in their 90s. So it's almost like soul winning is the main thing. Not bringing your body to church is working for the Lord, no? But interested in souls being saved church being built, God's presence changing lives is the work of the Lord. And he said that I shall live and not die to declare to declare the works of the Lord. And God wants you and I to be involved in the work of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 Paul said to the church in Corinth, he said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. That means that always come to church. Don't change. Be steadfast. Not today you are here, tomorrow you are here. Be steadfast means that just hold fast to what you are holding on to. Can I have an amen? Be steadfast unmovable, don't let something move you out of the church, unmovable we shouldn't see you one day when you go to the UK or America we see you have now created some earrings, it's like hi baby you know I'm no longer, when I was in Ghana in Kaswanyanya, that's when I used to go to church but now that I'm in America, I cannot do that, you can't talk to me like that you know no, 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 
not. You have moved. Unmovable means that when you are in Kaswa, you are the same. When you go to Abroche, you are the same. You are serving the Lord. When you go to campus, you are serving the Lord. There are people when they go to campus, then they change. You have moved. There are some people when they get beloved sworn or then they change. There are some people when they have money small, then they change. Unmovable. Unmovable. Tell your neighbor, don't move, eh? Unmovable. Always abounding. Abounding. Abounding means that you see this is bound. So always, always. Always, always abounding. Always. This is not abounding. <laughs> nah. Even those who are sitting now, you are sitting down as if you are not abounding. Those are the back. Two people are the back. Abounding means there's something on you that is making you abound. 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 Abound means more. Faster and more. Always abounding. Abounding in sex. I'm asking a question. Abounding in sex. Those who are not responding, I'm suspicious of you. Abounding in watching TikTok. Now let me let me come here. Those people here, they are not hearing me. Abounding in super bet. Abounding, abounding in watching um, um, Indian movies. Netflix, Netflix, abounding in Netflix. So now let me tell you something. He said that abounding in the work of the Lord, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, that is if you know, and if you don't know, I'm telling you today, that what you are doing, your labor, is not in vain in the Lord. God pays us as we are involved and abounding in the work of the Lord. Clap your hands for Jesus. That's why we are celebrating the Basantes. That's why we are celebrating the Basantes. Today, I want everybody, everybody, who says you are Christian to be involved in something in church and abound in it when I see somebody who sings and not only sings but dances and not only dance but even maybe moderates I, I, I see the person abounding 
Because you see, you can decide to do one thing. And you are just there. Our prophet, he's a keyboardist. He plays the lead guitar. He plays the bass guitar. He plays drums. He sings. When he says he doesn't sing, he's just joking with us. He sings. He composes songs. He writes. He acts. He writes scripts. He builds. He preaches. He's an apostle. He's a, a, a prophet. He's an evangelist. He's a pastor. He's a teacher. I don't know what the anywhere you pass, you see there's someone who is about, but you see he started as Mr. Nobody. But this scripture has guided him to always. And that's why he is so blessed. Just a week or two ago, he was in Manila in the Philippines and he was sharing with them and telling the young people, I will also be there. Those who want to be there, may you receive an opportunity in the name of Jesus. In this service, we'll be traveling and going and coming and going and coming. I think these people like traveling at these people. May you may you have the opportunity to travel. And anytime you travel and you are coming, may the Lord bless you Amen. with every good thing. Amen. Sit down, let me talk to you, God's servants. You know, so prophet, prophet is always about me. And he's blessed. He was saying how blessed he is. And I'm following him closely. From when I was a child. He's 10 years older than me. And I told myself when I joined the church at the age of 20. When I joined, I was 20. About 30 years ago. And I told myself that prophet is 30 years. Whatever he's doing, I want to do something. And I tried to. Tried. Said, okay, he said he was on campus. He was preaching. I also do some. He was doing this. I'll do some. I, I may not be fully there, but I'm trying. That's my guide. I'm saying this to encourage somebody. Say, let this thing be in your heart. Say, the major blessing in it is long life. I'm telling you, when God sees that you are bounding in His work, He has reason to keep you here. And not only long life, He gives you whatever it takes to let you survive here. Am I talking to the right people? Maybe I should go and talk to another group of people. Am I talking to the right people? Yes. He He has reason to give you a car. Some of you, you don't have to work to get a car. Actually, if you are depending on a car through your work, you will be like your grandfather, your father, your uncle, and all the people in your family. Who don't have a car? It is not by what you do as your job that you get a car. It is if God is with you, then whatever you are doing, you get a car. Yes. God, 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 when God sees that you are born in his work, he will give you reasons why he should give you something. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. When LP Dora says I receive a phone, some of you are saying I receive it, but if you don't abound in the work of God, phone, you have any phone. Because there is no reason for God to give you a phone. I'm not joking, I'm telling you the truth. But it is true. 
since you read your Bible every day and you want to check the meaning of this, you will give you an iPad. But if you don't read your Bible, why should you give you an iPad? Oh God, give me money, give me money. God is saying, ah, so when I give you the money, what will you do? I want money so I can go to KFC, look at it. Uh, KFC. Chicken man. Chicken man. Chicken man. How many want to abound in the work of the Lord? You want to abound, abound. So when we say singing, you are there. When you say acting, you are there. When you say, depend on what you where you want to be. When you say this, you are there. When you say this, you are there. When you say, when you say bringing people to church, you are there. You are bounding in the work of the Lord. And anywhere you find yourself, whether it is in Ghana or Abroche, you are bounding in the work of the Lord. Will you do that? If you do that, I'm asking the God I serve to bless you in the name of Jesus. Sit down, let me show you something. You know, one day, this brother called Nehemiah. Nehemiah was working as a servant to a king. And then one day he heard from, I think, whether it's on a WhatsApp or something, but he got a message that was like where he used to come from, which was Jerusalem. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken down. And you see, Jerusalem was the city of God. And anytime God wanted to bless his people, he would bless them when they are in Jerusalem. Listen to me carefully. And then number two, if the enemy wanted to harm you, he could not harm you when you are in Jerusalem. So he has to bring you out. So it was the walls. I have been to Jerusalem before. You, you will be there in the name of Jesus. And when you, when you, when you, when you are in Jerusalem, there's there is a wall and that wall was broken down by the Philistines and they wanted to access Jerusalem at the time, those days, if somebody wants to harm you, the person would have to bring you outside the wall to harm you, so if you remember the story of let's say, Joab, Joab had a brother called Asahel uh, <laughs> am I talking to God's people? Some of you, you know everything on TikTok, but not this one. For you. <laughs> I'm following. <laughs> Joab had a brother called Asahel. And then Asahel was actually, um, you know, Joab was with David. And then Asahel, um, Abner was with Saul. Okay. Then there came a time that the commander of Abner of Saul was Abner. And the commander, when I say commander, military commander of David's group of army was Joab. So this Joab had a brother called Asahel. And Asahel went to tempt Abner in terms of fighting. And Abner said, Asahel, you are not my level. So if you try me, I'll kill you. And Asahel tried Abner and Abner finished him. So when he finished him, his big brother Joab got hurt and he said, I'll kill this guy. So now it was in his mind that he would kill Abner. Then when Saul died, Abner was now forced as the commander to take charge. 
So when he took charge of that group of Israel that he was leading, at a point he realized that he could not lead them. So he decided to come and see David, to submit and surrender he himself and all the people under him, which used to be under Saul, to David. Okay. Are you understanding the story? Yes. <laughs> so, the day that he decided to come, that day, Joab, who was the army commander, had gone for war. So, he went with his group of people. And then Abner came. When Abner came, he came to meet um, King David and they spoke. And he said, King David, I'm surrendering all the people to you. From today, we are going to be under you. And David said, okay, it's a good deal. So when Abner had finished that discussion with David, and then he left outside Jerusalem, he was going out. He had actually moved out. Then Anchebia, then Joab came in. When Joab came in, somebody whispered to Joab that David just left you. I said, really? Um, Abner just left you. I said, really? But how come you didn't tell me when he came? Because the person who told Joab had heard that something like that had happened. So Joab wants to kill Abner. Be careful of people give information. That destroys things. So, Joab said, so how long has he gone? I said about 20 minutes ago. So, Joab just went to greet David and so, so, so everything went well and then he moved as if he's going to rest. As if he's going to rest. Then he moved out and then sent some people to go and catch up with Abner and tell Abner that David has called him back. So when they caught up with, with Abner, he told him, oh, King David said he missed up something that he wanted to talk to you about, so come back. So Abner also mistakenly was not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Then he came. So when he came, just as he was just around the wall, then Joab met him. And Bible said that Joab, instead of Joab allowing Abner to come in, he kept him outside the walls of Jerusalem because he could not kill him inside. Then, he, in those days, the soldiers, they usually have their dagger. I wish I could say something, but I must be careful. There's a way to kill people, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm preaching. So there's a way. There's a way to kill people. So, there's a way to use your hand, there's a way to use whatever. So, he had this dagger. Dagger is a knife. Then he pulled the dagger. There's a place in your here called the fifth rib. Not the fourth, not the third, not the second. The fifth rib. And when it passes through the fifth rib, it goes straight into your heart. And when you are good at it, you know where to stop. So he just pulled. And as we were talking, Abner knew that Joab didn't like him. But as we were talking, by the time he realized, Joab just (laughs) and stabbed his fifth rib. And he died. And David cursed Joab. And said, you have killed him outside Jerusalem. I'm just saying to all this story to let you understand that. When you are in Jerusalem, which is church, you are safe. Now the second thing, the reason I told you this story is that the walls was very important 
for God's children. So the walls was like church. In the realms of the spirit, church is like a wall. That protects people who want God to protect them. So without church, it's like there are no walls to Jerusalem. And then the enemy easily gets us. As you are sitting here, you have come to church. It looks like physically you are looking at me, but in the realms of the spirit, you are actually in a place called the New Jerusalem. Or Zion. Or Jerusalem. The city of God. It's called the city of David. And then when you are there, there is supposed to be a covering around. That's why sometimes as you are faithful in church, bad things don't happen to you. But when you move out, then bad things happen to you. And sometimes what happens is that Satan will do things that will let you move out. Things like offending you. Somebody offending you. Somebody making you not like church. Something that, something, something, something that makes you want not to come to church. So that when you are not in church, you have come out of the walls. Then somebody can stab you. So, Satan knowing the power of the church, he usually does things to fight the church. And the church is what God is interested in. The church is what Jesus, even the Son of God, came from heaven to build. He said that I will build my church, not my shop right. Not my roads. Not my hospital. Jesus has never come to this world to build hospital. He came to build church. Why? Because he knows that God's people's blessings are in church. If you don't believe me, you growing up, you realize that one day you come to that realization that church is the most important organization. When you come to church and you are even down, by the time we are done with a particular ministration in his presence, you feel encouraged. Bible calls it the church is the salt of the earth. When you don't add salt to a meal or food, you don't add taste. Salt preserves. Salt adds value. Salt gives taste. The church adds value. The church gives taste. The church gives hope. The church protects. The church preserves. And so when we have basantes and basantes, we are actually helping the church to stand. Satan knowing that, he fights such that we do to make the church work. So this guy, Nehemiah, when he heard that the walls of Jerusalem have been broken down, he was worried. I want us to look at an account. In Nehemiah chapter 2, I want to move faster. Chapter 2 verse 1. Right? So, Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 1. So I'm reading. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine. That's Nehemiah. I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves or sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Why shouldn't I be sad when the church is not what it should be? 
Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have dancing stars? Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have praying stars? Why shouldn't I, we have to start praying stars? Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have singing stars? Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have sound stars? Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have film stars? Why shouldn't I be sad when we don't have something that should make the church move to another level? I should be sad. Then it's like waste. Next verse. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? Or what request do you want to make? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. Somebody shout amen. Amen. And the king said unto me, The queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Hmm. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters. So now he has asked permission from the king, that king, I really want to go home and then go and help build the church. But I, I, can I ask something more? And the king said, yes. I said, can you give me letters to the governors beyond the river? That they may convey me over till I come into Judah. That means that give me letters that will help me to pass through the borders. Give me people who can help me to make the church work. Some of us, you in trying to make the church work, you have to consult your dad who doesn't come to church here. To be able to support us with an instrument. Hallelujah. Yeah. I know of one of our lighthouse churches and the man doesn't come to the church. But the daughters come to the church. And the daughters will always tell daddy, daddy, we are trying to get this. Please, can you help? Because the dad is blessed. And the dad will help. Sometimes you buy cement, 50 bucks for the church. Sometimes you buy keyboard for the church. It is because daughters like Nehemiah are telling people of authority or who have something power to be able to do something. So give us letters. Give me letters to be given to the governors beyond the river so that they can help me convey myself to the other side. The Bible says that, and a letter unto myself, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Somebody say, Amen. I am reading an account and relating it to what we are supposed to do today. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sambalat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, Head of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Some people were not happy for the church to work. And one of them was called Sambalat. Another guy close to Sambalat was Tobiah. He wasn't happy because they knew that in building the walls of Jerusalem, God was going to take care of the welfare of the people. Some of you today, you may not understand what I'm saying. But you understand it later. You'll be shocked that some of you, it is this church, this 
Kakraba Church. This church. It is this church that will help you to meet somebody who will be a blessing for you, to you for life. It is this church. It is this church that will help you to meet even your spouse. But today maybe you are sitting here 14 years, 15 years. You are not even thinking about marriage. But maybe 10 years down the road, by the teachings in the house, by the things that we are doing, join this, do this, do that. God is forming you to get to this person at 10 years time. But you don't understand. That's what church stands for. But if there was no church, you would have lived your life in such a way that you meet a man from Germany who would deceive you and marry you and kill you. Everybody stand to your feet. I've not finished, but stand. There's a presence that must come upon you. Lift up your hand. Father, I pray that the revelation that is coming would enter into the hearts of your people, would cause them to even see the church more differently. Because the church is where you have chosen to bless your people through. I pray, Holy Spirit, that grant everyone the grace to know where you are positioned and what they can do as a Nehemiah or an associate of Nehemiah in building your church. In Jesus' mighty name. And somebody say, Amen. Amen. Sit down for the few minutes that I have. Look at that. Look at the next verse. Bible says, So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. (laughs) And I arose in the night and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gates of the valley, even before the dragon whale, and to the dunk pot, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were, were consumed with fire. <laughs> then I went on to the gate of the fountain. That's why sometimes at night you don't have to sleep, so that God can show you what you have to see about the church. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. <laughs> then went I up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back. Even today when I look at the choir and I look at the dancing stars, there's something on them because they spent their night here on Friday, which is different from all the other in there. But you can see. I mean, themselves, I don't know if they can see, but we who are sitting and can see, there's something. Because a lot of what God wants to show you happens in the night. Am I talking to somebody? Then went I up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Verse 17. Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Anytime the church is not working, we are under reproach. We are laughed at. People look at us, oh, a sorry man, because the church is struggling. The church 
When it is not struggling and it is working, we have basante that are working. God begins to pour his blessing and people out there who don't know God will see that something is changing in our lives. And that's what attracts them to church. Some of you, you were insulting your father, but as you come to church and you know how to honor your father, you realize that now it is making people even show you respect. By that behavior, when you did not know the truth, that you were insulting your dad, you could fight your dad, you could say anything to your dad. Because of that, you were, you were in such a situation where you not even have a job, nobody wants to marry you. But now that your mind is changed, now you are, people are now beginning to put some respect on you and value on you. And they see that this person, we can employ him in this place. And so you come to church and church changes you. Your life is a reproach. Your life, the reason why some girls cannot be married because you are not, you are not a, a wifeable girl. When, when we say retreat, you won't go. When we say we are working, you come. When the lady pastors are trying to show you something, you won't do. That behavior, it cannot work in a marriage. But in this church, if you allow us as pastors to show you how to let the building of the Jerusalem walls affect your life, you will not be a reproach, you will not be laughed at. Your life will become glorious. We will show you how to cook. We will show you how to relate to the man. We will show you how to behave. We will show you in a relationship what to do and what not to do. That is how your life gets better. Today you see me, my life was not like that. But the church has worked on me. The church has changed me. The church has improved my life. I am not a reproach. But those who are not serious in church, their lives have gone some way. When somebody starts laughing, that person is a daft guy. He doesn't know what he's saying. Because those of us who come to church, rather our lives are better. If you come to church and you do what the church is doing and what the church is saying, your life will be better than someone who doesn't go to church. After some time it will show. Those who serve the Lord and those who serve Him not. I want to be in church. I don't want to do anything. Sit there. We'll compare notes. I had a friend. Huh? His name starts with T. And we joined the church together. Actually, he told me that if I'm boring, you say amen. <laughs> Yes, my friend, Pastor, he told me that why there's a program in Lighthouse, why don't we go? And I said, okay. So we went. And it was a convention. Just like we're about to have a convention this week. With, with one, of the, one of the most powerful prophets. And then this guy, we started, we went the Wednesday, went Thursday, which was 8th, 8th, 9th, 10th. Something or seven, eight, nine, yes, seven, eight, nine, something like that, and then April 1993. And then we went on Sunday and we decided to join the church. Wow. When we joined the church, me immediately, no, I started, I joined what is today called Basenta, which at the time it was called Area Outreach and Fellowship Ministry, UFM. So Follow up ministry. So I joined that one and even allowed some to be started in our house. But this guy said he would join Aquaba, which was something in church. But there are some groups or ministries when you join, you don't have to be there for long. 
Because when you are there, you don't do much. You backslide. So he decided to be a cobbler to, to death do as part. So me, I the year I joined Lighthouse was the year I went to university, getting to the end of the year. So when I joined the when I went to university, UST then, Nankian UST, I immediately joined the church in Kumasi and became part of those who teach New Believer School. I became a part of those who pray. I became part of the, with time within a year or so. I have been made the patron of a school to candle a whole school and make sure they come to church. And then, like the following year, Prophet wanted us to start campus churches. And then I was part of the people who he was considering as chief elders. Then I was even a chief elder. I became the first elder to the chief. And then gradually we started a church on campus. So what I'm saying, I was abounding in the work of the Lord. I was doing things. I was, but this my friend was always after six years, which is 1999, I have finished university and I traveled as a missionary to Uganda. And this my friend was still a cover. After six years again, after by that 2005, by then I had married, I had given birth to Angela, I had given birth to Christian, and then we were thinking of this small girl who is about to come. <laughs> and I came home 2005 to visit my mom and then celebrate her birthday. When I came, I saw this, my friend, and I said, hey, brother, tell me how. Are you, are you going to church? He said, oh, these days... He doesn't really. I said, ah, me, I'm a pastor. I've built a church in Uganda, branches. I've, 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 I've gone far from where he was. He was now down. He said, now he doesn't go to church regularly. What it was is that now he's very busy because Sunday morning, that's when sometimes he and some people, friends, they go for, um, um, keep fit. That's That's what they were doing. Sunday morning. So sometimes when they finish, then they have to go and eat on to you. The friends that he has joined himself with, that's what they were doing. Pastor, so I was, I said, no, T, you can't do this. You can't do this. Actually, he had two phones on him. I said, my phone, can you give me one? He said, oh, <laughs> Charlie, you will think about it. That was the last time I saw him. He had two cars. He had two girlfriends. Somebody who should be married, though, was not married, but had two. Instead of instead of being established and married, he didn't. He was not my idea, and he was older than me two years. Handsome guy. So fast forward, I left in the, at the somewhere in February. I got it to the end, and then in May, Chris, I had I had a call in May. Have you heard that your friend is dead? What? What happened? He had an accident on this road. Kasha Road. He went Saturday for a program 
Well, his these friends were going. They told Charlie, "There's a clubbing." And so, I mean, just one time, you know. And then Sunday, if he closed early, he would come to church. And then he met these two girls who were all for him. And then they they didn't agree. And then they started fighting. And in the process of fighting, he got angry and then drove his car. And in his anger, he was on a top speed. 2005, the road of Makati had not been divided like this. On a top speed. There was a truck that had parked. There were no lights. And he didn't see and then he drove into the truck. The truck divided the car into two. His head went off. He died instantly. Midnight. I'm speaking to somebody. You are listening to me. You are here in this service today. You are stubborn. You don't want the church to change you. You don't want to do anything. Don't let me come and bury you. Don't let me come and bury you. Don't let me come and bury you. Don't let me hear that this person is dead. And then we are coming to bury him. Say, look, look at this guy. Look at this girl. When you come to church, you don't come with the Bible. When you come to church, whatever we are doing, you don't listen. You are a bad boy. You are a bad girl. You are not changing. Rich man of God. And you will be dead and will come and bury you. And you know yourselves. And this guy died. I wept until today. I don't know where he is. And I attributed to on your serious sorry. One fun one shiny mirror. When it comes to church, he's just a cabba. He's just nice, nice coating and standing out there. Do you know what comes there? Do you know the evil spirits that are coming to church? You don't pray. You have gone, you have joined yourself to what all the world are doing. They said they are going for um, keep fit. Sunday morning is where we go for keep fit. Anybody who doesn't take church seriously, there's a problem with you. Time will show. There's a problem with you. You don't understand. It is in church that we are corrected. It is in church that we are helped. It is in church that somebody like me, I'm called a pastor, but a pastor is a spiritual father who can talk to you like a son, talk to you like a daughter, correct you and yourself. As you have been me, I have been fathered for years. There were times that one bishop is preaching, it is hitting me. There are any times that he's called me in the office and face me. I don't leave the church. There are times that God, what corrections I can't even talk about in this preaching. All that is because the Father is working on you to become what God wants you to be. And look, if it was in Lighthouse that I started traveling, and I traveled by the grace, it's in Lighthouse that I had a car as a young man. It's in Lighthouse that I started controlling some money. It is in Lighthouse that I find my wife. It is Lighthouse that I met people that I know. It is in, it is in the church. Oh, all, all before that time, I didn't know anything. I had not even sat in an airplane before. You, you don't even have an idea what the church has to offer you. Take the church seriously. Take the church seriously. If you don't take the church seriously, then you better stay outside. And then go into the world proper. If you also want to make the church work, let's put our hands together and let the church work. I know the church is working. God says that He will bless you. He will bless you. He will bless and He blesses. He blesses. So let me finish. Sit down, let me finish. My time is up, but let me finish. 
I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise and build. So this, And that's what I expect of you, that from today you tell us, the pastors will rise and build. We'll build the basantes. We'll build the basantes. We'll make the church work. We'll bring people. Some of you, you should be able to go and gather some kubolos who used to be your friend and say, Charlie, today I'm taking in a bus. 24 of you. We are all going to a place I call church. When they come in here and they see their colleagues and their friends dancing, they'll like church. That's how me, I joined the church. Because I saw the young people were singing. I said, ah, me, I also sing in my presby. But I like this one. I show them. Yeah. And when the man of God, Bishop Doug, was preaching at his young age, I said, hey, I like this preaching. I want to be like this man. That's how I felt like joining the church. So when you bring people in a bus, sometimes as they are seeing what is going on, it, there's something that God begins to put in your hand that let them want to come to and be part of the church. You have done your part, and then God also establishes them. And then God says that because your word is 24, get this blessing, get this thing, get this that, get this that. Me, my father died when I was 15 years, but I don't even feel that I don't have a father. By the grace of God. I am super blessed by the grace of God. So, uh, he said that, so we will rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Ah, Verse 19. And he says that verse 19. He said, but when Sambalat, the Horonite, and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian, heard Heard this, they loved us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? It's like, What, what do you think you're having a church? Yeah, is it what you call Basenta? Two people is a Basenta. Don't mind them. Eleven people are dancing stars. Don't mind them. It is nice. God loves to start with small things so that when it becomes big, we'll give only Him all the glory. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now let's try and finish. They said that, but, but verse 20, Bible says that, and then answered I them and said unto them, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. I'm telling you, when you are involved in the building of the walls of Jerusalem, you are born in church. This is what happens. And Nehemiah was telling them, telling the Lord he will prosper us. He will. Look at me, I'm not lying. Nah. He will prosper us. I wish I could tell you how blessed I am. Yes. I've seen things oh, by the grace. I was young when I saw money. Young. Church. Oh. I said, hey, so it has made me serve God properly and give myself fully to him. Because as young as I was 23 years, at the age of 23, I already had a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a car. I started traveling. If you serve God, because you see, as your pastor is teaching, the prophet was teaching, and then it was giving me wisdom. Don't do this, do that, respect this, do that, all those things. It was guiding me. Yeah, yeah, it is true. It is true. Can you imagine holding like 2,000 pounds in 1997? And in immigration UK Heathrow Airport, they are, they 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 catch me and search me because they think I'm a cooking dealer. 
as a young boy with my hair cut like my son. <laughs> and I say, oh, look at you. When you, are, when you are blessed, people are jealous of you. That's what happens when you are blessed. People will be jealous of you, but they, their jealousy won't work. Am I talking to God's people? Am I boring you? Am I challenging you? Yes. Am I challenging you? Yes. I'm closing. Then I said I them and said unto them, the God of heaven, eh? I'm sure you, he, he said it in a Ghanaian way, eh? he will prosper us. Therefore we, his sons, eh, we will arise and build. But you, who is fighting us, you have no portion, you have no right. One day I'll teach about that. Portion, right, and memorial. You have no portion, you have no right, you have no memorial in Jerusalem. There are three things that you should have that guarantees you something. You have no portion, you have no right, you have no memorial. You One day when we want to say something, what can we tag your name to? Prophet used to tell us when we were younger that look, when he went to campus, he made sure that you leave a footmark, a clean footmark, so that years later you remember him. That's how he lives his life. So always leave a mark, a good mark, not a bad mark. Preach man of God. And then he goes to chapter 3. Look at it. Look at something. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priest. They built the sheep gate. They sanctified it. Set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Ananiah. So some people who were leaders did their part. They started. Uh-huh. Next, next, next. Verse 2. Now look at it. Verse 2. Oh, quickly. Quickly. And somebody say with me, what's the first phrase? I can hear you. I say, and next unto him builded the men of Jericho, which is about center. N- n- read the next one. Uh huh. Builded Zakor, the son of Imri, which is about center. Because these are geographical places. So some were building Basanta, some were building Basanta, their names came up. Next to you, next to you, next to somebody, somebody, next to if you are in a church and we can't say something about what you are doing, you are in the wrong place. Because next to you must be somebody who is also building something. You, where you are, what are you building? Look at it next when you continue. But the fish gates did the sons of Hassaniah build, who also laid the beams thereof. Some people were the sons of Hassaniah and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and they were all building this wall, which is huge. It's not just a type of Ghanaian wall, huge. It has gates and it has doors and it has locks. Look at the next verse, verse 4. And, and next unto them repaired. And next unto them repaired. So people, there are some people who are also in the church. Their work is to make sure that things that people are doing are being corrected. They repair what has gone wrong. 
They may not be involved directly, but they repair. Maybe you are a good dance sister, you are not part of the dance sister, but you can come in and say, that, do it this way, do it this way. That's repairing. Allow ourselves to let the, those who can repair, repair. That also makes the church work. I, I wish I could go deeper. Now go to chapter 4. Chapter 4, I'm ending with this because of time. Chapter 4, verse 1. But it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we were building or we built the wall, he was rough and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. So these guys who were not interested in the church, they started doing things that would discourage people of us who were interested in the church. They were doing things that would make, make us feel bad. I'm going to verse 6. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, this is Sambalat, and said, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the hips of the rubbish which are bent? Don't mind them. What can they do? We have been here for many years. We have not seen the church become anything. Look at what he's also he's talking plenty. He's a this time, he's, a, he's also a basenta leader. He's also a basenta leader. People will laugh at you. Hey, don't mind them. Oh, don't mind them. Question hospital market boyfriend Oko girlfriend I want you. Oko a daffo I want you. Who should move I want you. So I don't understand what they are saying. I don't understand what they are saying. It's because your mind is not for child. That's why you can say that. When you are watching a movie, two hours, you are watching. Two hours. Then there's something will come. Then something will watch it. But how come that you have come to church You keep watching your time and you don't love God You love foolish things And your parents Your parents can discourage your children Think twice oh, Your parents will die and you will be around Let me finish Then Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by Sambalat Was by him And he said even that which they built with a very soft voice. If a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. <laughs> he shall even break down their stone wall. And Nehemiah said, Hear, O our God, for we are despised. We are despised. And turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey. In the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee, they are not provoking us, they are provoking thee. People fight the church, people don't do things. You can play the keyboard, you are not playing, you can play drum, you don't play, you can act, you don't act, you can sing, you are actually provoking God. Have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Verse 6. I'm ending with this verse. So built we the wall. How many will help to build the church? 
Ah, lift up your hand and say, Lord, help me to help the church. And he says that we will build the church. We built the wall. And all the wall was joined together. That's why we are celebrating and acknowledging the Basantin. Joined together. Joined together. Unto the half thereof. For what make it work? The people had a mind to work. Today, all I'm asking you. Mind. For the church to work. Your mind. Those who have the mind to work. The church is on your mind. They'll do anything. He said, Pastor, say, Pastor, what should you say? When we close, we have a meeting. Okay. But Pastor, I'm hungry. Go and get some water and come. Okay. Me, I've had the mind to work for years. I've been here since yesterday. The whole week I've not been around retreating, praying for the church. Sometimes I don't even see my family. It's not because it's fun. It's for the church. I have to go and wait on the Lord. The Lord, I have a mind to work. Take a lot of decisions. This, that, 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 that. I'm leading the whole council. Not just here. The whole council of about 13 branches. With different, different things. Apart from that, the different assignments one has. And you, it is the mind. As I have the mind to work. You too. You must have the mind to work. That basenta that they say you should do, have the mind on it. That basenta, have the mind on it. That singing, have the mind on it. That dancing, have the as you are like that. Nothing will stop you. And when you are helping the church work, which is the words of Jerusalem, then God says that. Look, I'm telling you, if you go read, you realize that they use 52 days to finish the war. Even at the point, as they were working physically, some of the enemies came physically, so they had to some of them have to have weapons. So as they are working, they have weapons at the same time. So there comes a time when you have to balance things. You, you have to be a student and also be a church builder. You have to be able to have weapons and then have something that you are building. At the same time. Bishop Doug was having a weapon and building at the same time. He was building a church as a medical student and also still um, doing doing his medical whatever. And even had excellence. Mumupua, as I'm now failing, is because why dream a girl be so? I dream now a girl and a son and a boy and a son. Can I be sorry? Look at your neighbor and tell him about today's message for all of us. Stand to your feet. Clap your hands for Jesus. You are clapping for Jesus. You are, clap, you are clapping for Jesus. Let Jesus know that you are going to be used by Him. Don't stop clapping. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449 0540-77-4941 Stay blessed.